Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Ho, ho, ho. The fuck you call me? You knew it. You know what you are. <laughs> you know what this is. Uh, welcome to episode 228 of the Grave Plot Podcast, guys. I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. And Merry, well, late Christmas. Post-Christmas. Yes. So it'll be two days after. That's assuming that I can get the show done tonight, since we are recording very late in the game. It's true. Yeah, we're supposed to record the day, Christmas Eve Eve. Festivus Eve. Festivus Eve. Uh, and I just had too much stuff to do, so we had to push it back to the day after Christmas, which is now, as we sit here. For us. Yes. We're in the Christmas past. Right. You're in the Christmas future. We are the ghosts that you've heard so much about. Um, We're Marley and Marley. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There we go. (laughs) Can can that beef stick through there? (laughs) Yeah, I'm eating uh, beef stick and cheese room, room, Yeah, room temperature cheese. You know, everything a growing boy needs. (laughs) Um, anyway, uh, how's it going, Taylor? It's, it's going all right. Yeah. I'm, uh, I am recovering from a little bit of a cold, so if my voice sounds funny, I'm sorry. I'll try not to hack into the microphone, but. Yeah. If it's not me, it's you. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Just that time of year, I guess. Yep. Uh, how was your, your holiday? Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I went and, uh, visited my family at my cousin's house and had a big Christmas Eve event there and. Yeah, it was fine. Lots of really good food. Yeah? Yeah. They made like pork and beef and salmon and like different kinds of potatoes. There was a a hash brown casserole that was awesome. Nice. Uh, My girlfriend made this really good salad with like candied pecans and stuff in it that everyone seemed to enjoy. Nice, nice. Yeah. And then yesterday we just, uh, we hung out here and she she made a really good uh, brisket, uh, uh, not bolognese, bourguignon. Um, that was really good. And just, you know, did presents and did FaceTime with the folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. This, the dog does not understand opening presents. Our old dog used to love ripping open the, the tissue paper. Mm. This, this one, she just looks at it and just like, what is this? What do, what do I do with this? <laughs> what do you, what do you want from me? <laughs> You got to get it open enough that she can see what's inside, and then she'll pull it out. Mm. But she won't rip the paper. We never, we never got our dogs presents. We would put stuff in there. We have like stockings for them, mm-hmm. and we would just put treats and stuff in there. But yeah. we never, we never done presents. Um, but yeah, this year my son actually participated in opening his own presents, but like. So we we do basically two Christmases. We go to my wife's. We go wherever we're going. We we do my wife's family Christmas uh, on Christmas Eve, and then we have my family on Christmas Day. Um, and so we were at my in laws' house, and uh, my son's cousin was there, who's about a year older than him, and you know so she's she's a veteran at this point and. She was just like, just like going crazy, <laughs> and like 
my son must have picked up on that because he, the next day at home when we were opening presents, uh, he was doing that exact same thing. Um, and he, he like wanted to open everybody else's presents too. Um, my cousin's kid seemed to think that you had to open presents as fast as possible because mm. she would basically just like grab it and just go. <laughs> it was like a cartoon, you know, where they just. Do you guys do like one by one? For my mom's family, it's chaos. Really, it's I don't they, I don't know why, but they can't figure out how to do it in an orderly fashion. <laughs> it started out like, oh, let's have the kids go, and then like the kids didn't know if they were supposed to do one present at a time or if like one kid opened all their presents and then moved on to the next, and and then you know we do a secret Santa, but for whatever reason we couldn't grasp the concept of one person goes and then whoever they picked goes. And so it was just this like screaming at each other. Well, this is my family in general, but just screaming at each other across the room about who's going next. And it's, it's, it's madness. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like the way I grew up my entire life is we did one person at a time. And, you know, that's what we used to do when, before we started doing the Secret Santa. Mm. We would put a chair in the middle of the room and you had to sit in the throne. And- oh, we never did that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean that's that's how it was my entire life, or how it's always been, um, and apparently that was a, a carryover from my dad's upbringing. Um, and my wife comes from a family where everybody like, like pretty much like I think what they do is like they they give a gift to everyone, and everyone just opens it all at the same time, and it's chaotic and frantic. And like stressful for me because I come from a very organized, <laughs> yeah, you know, Christmas well, procedure. Wants to see what you got, yeah, so it makes sense to go one person at a time. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's always been my perspective. It's like you know, give some time to the person that's opening presents, so you they can in turn give appreciation to the person who gave it to them. Because mm-hmm. it just it seems rude to me to just like open a present and be like, oh, cool, next, open the next one, yeah. yeah. The two things that always get shouted at my family Christmas are, who's it from? And it was on the list. Because mm. <laughs> the kids just, you know, grab a thing and start start ripping. And so it's always like, who's this from? Yeah. Read the tag. And then, yeah, my aunt, every time somebody opens a gift, and it's like, she acts as though everyone else is going, why did you get him that? Because <laughs> she'll just be like, it's on the list. <laughs> Something uh, my... Well, both of my grandmas did. Uh, it's like, I've, I've got the receipt if you don't like it. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. So I, I got my mom this book on how to make like uh, make your own cocktail shrubs. Make your cocktail what? Shrubs. Shrubs? Yeah. She had the same reaction. Okay. <laughs> They're like um, like fruit mixers. Like, um, I don't have an example off the top of my head, but... It's basically like fruit and wine and uh, vinegar mixtures that you you make cocktail mixers with. Okay. And so yeah, she she had the same reaction as you. She was just <laughs> like, I don't know what this is. I'm just like, trust me, you'll enjoy it once you get into it. Because uh, she makes her own Kahlua and stuff. So mm. like, uh, yeah, I I know once she starts figuring out what it is, she'll enjoy it. But yeah, she opened the book and was just like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so. My parents, and you know, when my parents lived here locally, we always had Christmas at their house. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they moved away, so now um, 
you know, we did it in my sister's house last year. Um, and then this year we did it at our house, but we don't have room for them to stay with us. So they always stay with my sister. Um, and, uh, I guess they woke up this yesterday morning and they kind of did their own little gift exchange before they came to our house. Mm. Like the gifts they gave to each other, like my, my sister and my brother-in-law and then my mom and dad would, right. you know, exchange gifts amongst themselves. And <laughs> I guess my mom got my dad a, a, a bidet attachment. Okay. Which, you know, I, I, so at the beginning of the pandemic, I got a bidet because uh, toilet paper was impossible to find. For sure. And we happened to have, we had happened to had just gone to Costco and bought a big ass pack of toilet paper. And my mother-in-law gave us a bunch of toilet paper. So we had a good supply of toilet paper, but you know, it's like, when are we going to be able to get more? So let's get a bidet, cut down on the usage. When you were selling it at a huge markup, so. Right. <laughs> Sitting on my throne of toilet paper rolls. <laughs> um, but, you know, I bought it out of necessity, but now I love it. It's, it's great. You know, it keeps things a lot more clean. You know, I'm not grinding my asshole with toilet paper every time I have to take a shit. Um, Plus it's wet and wild. Yeah. It's, it's brisk is what it is. It's refreshing. <laughs> my wife refuses to use it because she's like, I don't want to shoot my butt with, uh, with cold water. It's like, it's not like you're taking an ice bath. It's just a little blast and then you're done. <laughs> and then you dry yourself off. Um, anyway, but so my mom got my dad, a, I presumably the same one I have. I, I don't know for sure, but, um, and I guess he didn't like it. And was just really put off by the fact that she got it for him. And it's like, she was asking me. You just didn't like, like the idea of it? He, well, he, he, he's basically like my wife. He's like, I will never use this. Yeah. So it, you might as well just take it back. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, when, when she was at my house, uh, he, he wasn't in the room. But he's like, in your memory, can you recall a single time when your dad didn't appreciate a gift? Like where he was visibly disappointed in a gift. I'm like, I I can't recall an instance of that. No. Uh, it's like even if it's something that he wasn't expecting or maybe wouldn't even get a lot of use out of, he still was always very appreciative of yeah. it. But he's I guess he got she got him this bidet and he was like he was he, later on he was telling me the story. He's like he's opening it and he sees the bidet box and he's like Okay, and he thought maybe she had gotten it from me. It's like a reused box. Yeah, but then he's opening it. And he's like, he sees the box is sealed, and he's like, "Is is this a bidet?" And he was bidet just, to you, sir. <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah," and like I guess she was like, you know, excited. <laughs> like, what do you think? Um, it's gonna shoot water straight up your ass. And um, she, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess he's just like I. I, I don't think I'll be using this. So yeah, it was apparently. I mean, it sounded like a very awkward situation. Yeah, sounds like <laughs> it. But um, yeah, so that, that, that was that was weird because, like she said, you're like I've never seen my dad be like disappointed or put off by a gift. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it was that's weird. It was yeah. a weird thing to think about. Yeah, but anyway. Um, but did you get any, you got 
You got a, a cool little little jersey. Yeah, I got the uh, the Kraken Winter Classic sweater. Nice, nice. So it look like just a replica. It's not like an authentic one. Uh, it's pretty authentic. It's got the patch on the side. It's got the fight strap in the back. Does it? Okay. Yeah. It's the picture you showed me, it kind of looked like a like a replica, but nice. Yeah. I, I, I think there's like three different levels. It might be the middle one. I'm not sure. Mm. But it's Adidas and not Fanatics, which is good. Right. Yeah. Fanatics is mm. when you know it's cheap. Yeah. Although, did you know Fanatics is taking over the on-ice product? Are they really? Yep. That's weird. I mean, does it mean their quality is going to be better? <laughs> I fucking hope so. Otherwise, you're going to have Kraken guys coming out in Winnipeg Jets jerseys on the patches on the front of their Kraken jerseys. And <laughs> it's going to say Brady 12 on the back. Like, <laughs> um, Well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you and I were discussing It's like that Winter Classic jersey. It looks it's, looks cool. It's a great looking jersey. But it's one game. They'll never, presumably never wear it again. Right. And so it's just like. I, I can't see myself going out and buying it yeah. for myself. But if somebody else got gift, it for me, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah and uh, yeah, the Winter Classic, that should be fun. We're, we're going to go. We, we, I don't think we ever actually settled in our bar, but. No, we haven't yet. We need to figure that out. But. Yeah. Um, but that should, yeah, that should be cool. Oh, we, you know, it's like they're having it at, at T-Mobile Park. It's like, it's still Safeco to me. <laughs> um. But uh, it's like this, I don't know, you, you saw them putting it together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was the last game or game before that, but they did like a little breakaway yeah, time lapse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like that ice rink in the middle of that stadium looks so tiny, mm-hmm. and they didn't put any seats any closer to the ice. And if you're sitting in the bleachers, you're like way on the other side of the field, yeah. and you can't see the big screen. Right. It's like the only thing I could think was worse, w- would be worse, is like when they did like WrestleMania there. Yeah. Just that tiny little ring. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even then you got the big screen. And they did, they would have floor seats there. Right. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, unless they hadn't, just hadn't brought in floor seats yet. But even I still. Mean, I saw the, uh, you know, rendering of the setup. There was no, no seats any closer to the ice. That's so weird. And there's just like weird, like, decorations out in the outfield and stuff yeah i saw those and it's like what, what are those are those just like, to fill space i guess i thought maybe like they were gonna be like activities for kids to do or something i don't think so there's like a ship in the center field getting pulled down by a kraken that's it's like which i hope it says ss mariner on it that'd be pretty sweet that would be cool i wish they would bring back the ss mariner <laughs> the ship that used to sit in center field and had a cannon that would go off when they right. hit a home run yeah did, that's did, awesome why'd they get rid of that did they ever do that at, Sa- at safeco no i don't think so i think so I think that was just the kingdom thing. i think it was actually gone before they bulldozed the kingdom yeah god i mean i think i went to like maybe one or two games in the kingdom yeah um but anyway cool 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 yeah good times yeah uh well um anything else you want to chat about i don't think so no all right, we'll, we'll be doing our annual gift exchange later in the episode, if you want yeah. to hang out for that. Yeah, I know. That's the hotly anticipated part of the it episode. Is. People fast forward through all this nonsense. Yeah. So they can listen to us open presents. To us open. Unless you're on Patreon. Right. Streaming live. Segway. <laughs> uh, yes, and we do want to talk about our, our lovely gravediggers over on Patreon. The, 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 the 
happy, proud people who our little elves, yeah, who contribute to us monthly uh, to keep the, to keep the lights on, to keep this little Sands workshop going. Um, it's not an expensive show that we run here, but it does cost money. We have to you know pay for our website and pay for hosting fees and MP3 hosting and all that jazz yep all that nonsense um and it, yeah it, it all costs money it's it adds up um and you know we don't we don't have a lot of money i still don't have a job yeah taylor's out of work um and uh yeah so so we need the money bring us money um money me <laughs> money now money needing a lot now <laughs> <laughs> um Anyway, but uh, yeah, so you know their contributions go a long way to to help us keep things going here, and we appreciate every single one of them. Uh, and they, of course, are Carlos Rodella, Gory B Movie, Max Zaleski, Aaron Meyer, Bob Voorhees, Kevin Nesgoda, and the lower rung <laughs> uh, nameless ghouls who we treasure just as much, but not enough. To say their names, right? It's like when you go to in fact nameless. It's like when you go to a store and they're like, "We appreciate your business, even if you didn't buy anything." They still say that, right? But they 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 still want you to buy something, right? (laughs) It's like uh, when you go into the gas station and it's like, "Oh, bathrooms for customers only," and so you buy a pack of gum. Yeah, kind of like that. (laughs) It's kind of like that. (laughs) We are the bathroom. I don't think I like this analogy anymore. Taylor, if anybody else wants to use our toilet, where can they go? <laughs> they can go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Grave Plot Podcast. You can become a nameless ghoul for as little as a dollar or become a named ghoul for as little as $5. You can also get discounts on Grave Plot Podcast merchandise and other fun comings and goings. You also get discounts on Grave Plot Film Fest tickets, which are on sale now. Uh, we are weeding through the selections. We're going to have the announcements on January 1st of the films that will be selected. And uh, we would love to see you there February 3rd, 2024 at Arc Lodge Cinemas in Seattle. Check out greatplotfilmfest.com for details and tickets. Yeah. You finished, right? No, not yet. Oh, I thought you'd, I thought you'd gotten everything already. No, I got through all the local ones, but I haven't finished, finished uh, yet. Yeah, and also I, I could have sworn I, that Kevin said that he'd finished, but he hasn't either. No, I don't. not unless I checked. Right, yeah, it's, I was going through some, and the only people, only you and I had rated them, so, mm. but, um, yeah, I'm still, I'm trying to power through them. It's, ha, doing that, now that I have a kid, is much more difficult. Oh, I'm I sure. <laughs> I don't have as much free time. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, even when I do have free time, it, it's hard to, just like, well, got to use that free time to watch some short films. Yeah. And I keep being like, I have nothing but time, so I'll just do it later. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh, um, it's like today, you know, I took the day off of work, um, and, you know, my son was at... Um, he, he we, we took him to daycare, because it's like, we're fucking paying for it, so we should just take him to daycare. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I was waiting to come up here and it's like i've got this free time and i, I got spider-man 2 for christmas and i've been wanting to play that for months now and it's like well i could play that 
or I could watch the new season of Letterkenny. Mm. Or I can watch some short films. <laughs> I think I'm about halfway through, so I've, I've got still got some work ahead of me. Yeah, and I've been doing like I. I don't know if it's necessarily the best strategy, but I always watch them from like shortest to longest. Because mm-hmm. that way, I get, it feels like you're getting more done. Well, I'm, I'm I'm getting through more of them. Right. Not necessarily getting through more runtime. Exactly. But still, it's like it, it, I figure at least. If I'm getting through a lot of them, we can decide which ones are going to be selected, which ones are, you know, or which ones are obviously not going to be selected. Mm-hmm. So we can get those those done faster. Right. But anyway, yeah, it's a, the, the, the months leading up to the film festival, it's, it's a, an endurance trial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once it's all over, it's just like, <sighs> you know, it's everybody sitting in the theater and it's all quiet. We can just finally take a breather. And then one starts and doesn't have subtitles. Right. <laughs> or something else goes horribly wrong. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Like, so I've been um, watching, you know, like, I'll, I'll stream the, the videos from my phone to, to my TV. Mm-hmm. But I do it through AirPlay because um, I we only have one Chromecast and I keep it in the office. Um, so AirPlay is just more convenient. But when I airplay something that has subtitles, it has to be turned on. It doesn't read it. That's weird. Yeah, it's really obnoxious, so I have to like watch <sighs> it on my phone. I've skipped over a couple. It's like, well, I'll, just, I'll come back to those later because yeah. I can't see the subtitles. But anyway. Some, uh, some, little, some good nuggets in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like I said, I'm only halfway through, but it's, it's been a, a fairly good crop so far. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's keep this whole uh, jingle jangle party let's, going. Eh? Let's keep this Polar Express a running. Uh, there we go. And uh, let's do some horror business. All right. Uh, starting out in some real world horror. Um, Taylor, you know, when you think of Christmas, what do you think of? Santa Claus, uh, presents, tree. Tree. I I love tree. (laughs) I love tree. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, of course, one thing you're missing, probably the biggest thing. Jesus? No, not Jesus. (laughs) What does Jesus have to do with Christmas? (laughs) Oh, clowns, of course. Oh, right. You know, the Christmas clowns? Right. You've heard of them. Just like the Thanksgiving clowns. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, uh, residents of a town in England uh, have recently been plagued again. What is it with clowns in England? I don't know. But it's like this was a popular thing here about 10 years ago. <laughs> So it's it's just now reaching England. Apparently. It's kind of like how, like... Like Friends. Like Friends, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of like how slang has a delay. Yeah. Like, it's it, when I... It really should be going the other way, because Britain has much better slang than we do. Oh, yeah. And, like, middle finger, or, like, 
This this is way funnier this is, than this. Yeah. Also, they just call each other cunt with no repercussions. Oh, yeah. It's fine. And twat. <laughs> if you call somebody a cunt or a twat here, they're they're going to be very upset. Yeah. Um, anyway, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, let's see, where is this? Is there actually a name of this town? Uh, A-Town. A-Town. You know, you've heard. That, that quaint little village in England, A-Town. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so there have been a, cl- a couple of clowns that have been causing a ruckus throughout the community. Well, you know, English people are so easily bothered. Because let me tell you what this ruckus is. Basically, these guys are standing at the end of people's driveways, out in front in their front garden, the end of the laneway. Yeah, and uh, and just standing there being creepy. That's in, the ruckus in Ash. Ash. That's the name of the town. That's Ash, what the A is for Ash, England, <laughs> London, near Sandwich. Mm, yes, Sandwich. I don't want Ash near my sandwich. <laughs> I mean, if you grow up with a smoker, you're probably gonna have ash in your sandwich. Um, let's see. According to the local media report, the curious case, curious case, huh? Is there really? Is this really all that curious? I mean, we don't know who they are. So I guess there's that. Yes. Somebody seems to know that they're teenagers, though. Troublesome teenagers. No, it's always teenagers. The fucking degenerates. Fucking degens <laughs> from up country. From up country. Um. Let's see. The curious case began when a woman in the village of Ash, oh, that's right there, okay, uh, spotted the haunting Harlequins. Haunting Harlequins. <laughs> Got to have that alliteration to, be, to make it more punchy. That's know? right. Um, uh, lingering outside of a store. Whoa. Clowns standing outside of a store. Loitering clowns. Fucking loitering Harlequins. <laughs> I was trying to come up with those. I can't think of an L word. Yeah. For clowns. I've loitering laugh guys. <laughs> laugh bringers. <laughs> um only there were no laughs to have be had on this day. <laughs> uh witness Claire Gilmore. You may know her from the Gilmore Girls. Mm. Yes. yes. <laughs> she is one of the real life inspirations of the Gilmore Girls. That's right. She's the one that Rory? Or is there Rory? Isn't that, isn't that? Yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. She's based on, on this Claire. Yep. <laughs> uh, indicated the two troublesome teenagers were wearing clown masks that left her daughter petrified. Petrified. Apparently this... it has a red wig and huge sharp teeth. Spooky. <laughs> um... Let's see, uh, another person from the village said uh, they were hanging around at the end of my drive. I went out to the, I went out to t- put the put the, uh, God damn it. went out to put the bin out, spoke to them, and they just stared. Next door, they had knocked on their door and ran off. So they're playing ding dong ditch. Yeah, what a devious pair. Actually, I, I love this full quote from Rory Gilmore here. Um, <laughs> said I was driving back from Wingham on Sunday. Which Wingham is just, the, they might call it Wingham over there for all I know. but It's um, another place in London. Just, yeah. Uh, with my children in the car, and I saw two lads outside co-op. As one of them turned around, he put the clown mask on. He kept running about like he was joking around. <laughs> <laughs> but my little girl, who is three, was petrified as it is a scary mask. Oh, okay. So he's three. Or she's three. That, that makes a little more sense. The teeth were quite scary and looked sharp. 
It's a math. <laughs> Uh, the misguided prank was also reported by another irritated resident who complained that an idiot is walking around banging on doors and wearing a clown or with a clown mask on. He's still at the bottom of my front garden trying to look scary. When they say garden, they mean yard. Yeah, it's your front yard. Uh, police in the, the, the bobbies. The, bo- the bobbies. Who called the bobbies? Uh... Uh, police in the community say that they have they have been made aware of the situation, which means, yeah, we we've heard about it, but you know what are we supposed to do? They're not breaking any laws. No luck catching them clowns then. <laughs> Take a look at his mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, if you have cooler for. Chlorophobia. Thank you. It's like I know the word. Why can't I say it? You're trying to say chlorophobia, which is the fear of swimming pools. Chlorophobia. 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 I was putting the R in the wrong place. Yeah, it was. I said you're saying chlorophobia. Yeah, which is the fear of swimming pools or chloroform. I don't remember which one. Are you making that up? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I was just going off chlorine. Right. Uh. Yeah, so if you have cholrophobia and live near sandwich, don't go to ash. Yeah. And don't put ash near your sandwich. Yeah. You get all ashy. You have an ash witch. Ash itch. Ash itch? Hey, when I have an ash itch. <laughs> All right, so in the most unsurprising news of the episode, uh, Lauren Lavera is returning to the Terrifier franchise for Terrifier 3. Yay! Yay. Uh, Cineverse, in partnership with Bloody Disgusting, announced that Lauren Lavera will officially return in the unrated mega slasher Terrifier 3, reprising her role as Sienna. Obviously, she's not playing someone else. Like, but that'd be silly. Yeah, like she's, she is the, the final girl. Like. Of course, it wouldn't be the like, like Devin Sawa. He's played three different... Three or four different people in Chucky. That's true. <laughs> and nobody seems to notice. Like, at first he played twin brothers. Yeah. That's fine. But then he played a priest, and now he's playing the president. So he is on four. Yes, four. Yeah. Okay. And nobody... And like his, the kid's son, like, the first character he played, his son is, like, the main character of the show. He's never like, man, doesn't the president look a lot like dad? Yeah. And, like, they got... Since, you know, they obviously, like, it's a tale as old as time. You know, kids get accused of the things that Chucky has done. Mm -hmm. So they got sent to a reform, or, you know, a a boarding school, school, you know, run by the church. And Devin Sawa played the the head priest of of the, you know, the principal, I guess, of, of the school. And again, it's like, doesn't even acknowledge the fact that he looks identical to his father. Anyway, anyway, uh, the news was first reported by Deadline, with the site also reporting that David Howard Thornton obviously will be back as Art the Clown, with AEW superstar Chris Jericho, Samantha Scafidi, and Elliot Fulman, or Fulham also reprising their roles from last year's Terrifier 2. You know, when they announced this, 
said, oh, you know, Lauren Levera, she's coming back for Terrifier. It's like, yeah, I mean, didn't we already know that? I think we probably assumed it. Maybe just, you know, she hadn't put pen to paper. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was nothing uh, official, but yeah, I just assumed that she was. Well, yeah, the way that Terrifier 2 ends, you kind of gotta. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, you hear or, you know, read about, like, um, Damien Leone talking about kind of how he has the, the trilogy laid out and basically there's, there's he's building out this backstory for Lauren or for uh, Sienna and um, Jonathan. That was a br- brother, right? Jonathan? I think so. I watched that movie like four times. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, like, and uh, uh, Jericho, he, he was in the movie for, he was in a stinger. Yeah, he's in a stinger he's not even in the movie for like proper. two minutes. So it's like, is he playing the same character or is he... Is he Devin Sawaing it? Right. Because uh, his role was fairly inconsequential. Yeah, it was minuscule. I mean, unless he's going to be one of those people that gets knocked off in the five, first five minutes of the movie, you know? I'd be okay with that. <laughs> uh, in Terrifier 3, Lavera is back to lead you through your deepest nightmares when Art the Clown unleashes chaos on the unsuspecting residents of Miles County as they peacefully drift off to sleep on Christmas Eve. We've talked about that before. How, yeah, this is going to be a Christmas slasher. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, we, we, when we went to go see the rescreen, was it the day after Chris, uh, Halloween, wasn't it? Uh, 1st? I think it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, there, the, the big reason for going was because they were going to show a teaser, which they ultimately ended up releasing online about a week later. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't long. So it's like, okay, well. Got my 14 bucks. I guess. I got a poster out of the deal. That's true. You did. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and yeah, the trailer was art. I mean, if you you can watch it for yourself, but art was in his full Santa costume getup. Mm-hmm. His his ho ho holiday Harlequin shirt. <laughs> Not shirt. Uh, let's see. Said Leone, her character will be more developed as she is dealing with intense trauma stemming from the events of the previous film, and eventually she must conquer these challenges to confront Art. Her continued metamorphosis into Art's formidable foe is one of the most intriguing and exciting aspects of the franchise for me. Mm, <clears throat> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also previews in this new chat with Deadline saying... This one's going to pick up where part two left off in the insane asylum. So you're going to see what transpires there, what mayhem unfolds, because seeing how Art and Victoria ended up is so insane and seeing how they get out of that situation and what happens next is going to be really wild. So we have to get Chris Jericho back in there and see how he becomes a part of that situation. To which I say, do we? Yeah. I think we can manage without him. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I'm I'm hype for this. It's already on our calendar, but like now we know it's coming out in October. So yeah, October twenty uh, fifth. Yeah, it being a, a Christmas movie, I was fully expecting it to come out around Christmas. But now, yeah, we want to do it for a Christmas episode. But if it's going to be in theaters, are we going to remember it for two months? Right, because it's definitely not. Well, it's likely not going to be on VOD before Christmas. Yeah. Well, maybe it will. Maybe. It would make sense that it would be. You would hope. At least rentable, maybe not like on a, a you know, physical media or anything, but. Yeah. Hmm. 
We should reach out to Leone and ask him. Mm, yes, he's our he's our good buddy, of course. That's right. He was he was on the show. In fact, I think we were like one of the first places when he said that he wanted to do a trilogy. He talked about writing part three before part two was even done. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That was a good interview. I, I listened back to it uh, not too long ago. It was a, a specific reason. I can't remember why, but it was a good interview. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's it. Uh, yeah, like Tony said, October 24th, 2024, in theaters nationwide. On your side. On your side. <laughs> Right, so a few years ago, uh, there was a game released by the original creator of um, uh, Silent Hill. No, shit. Yeah, Silent Hill. Pretty sure Hideo Kojima. I'm pretty sure he created Silent Hill, if I'm recalling correctly. Anyway, he worked together with. Um, uh, fuck, what's his name? <laughs> Why am I totally spaced? Uh, Norman Reedus. Worked together with Norman Reedus on a game called uh, um, Death, Strand- or Death Standing. Stranding. Stranding. Wow. Um, and uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a very popular game. I never actually played it, so I'm not too familiar with it. Um, I assume you haven't either. No, I was kind of hoping you had. No. It's, it's like one of those things where it's like, oh, yeah, that might be fun. And then I just don't <laughs> do it. Because, <laughs> like, my my gaming days are pretty minimal compared to where they were, you know, several years ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, um, but so A24 has announced that they're going to be teaming up with Kojima for a Death Stranding film adaptation. Uh, they made the... Uh, announcement on Twitter. Uh, they marked the occasion by unveiling a set of new shirts fe- featuring the A24 logo done in a Death Stranding style. So, so there, there you go. You can uh, get those at uh, A24films.com if you want one. If, yeah. you're, if you're so inclined. Yeah. Use code GRAVEPLOT at checkout. Yeah. And get exactly 0% <laughs> off. <laughs> Get a error message. Kojima said that there are a lot of game adaptation films out there, but we are cre- what we are creating is not a, just a direct translation of the game. The intention is that our audience will not only be fans of the games, but our film will be for anyone who loves cinema. We are creating a Death Stranding universe. Oh, boy. That has never been seen before, achievable only through the medium of film. It will be born. I think I read that sentence wrong. No, I think it's just a weird translation. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it sounds like yeah they're, they're trying to you know add adapt the game as closely as possible, but still make it accessible to people who haven't played the game. Which is a double-edged sword. Because but also just make a good movie, because a lot of video game adaptations try too hard to adapt to be, you know, directly, yeah, translating the game. And There's it a fine line ends there. Up 
being crap. Right. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a hard task. It's, it's, it's tough to do. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the game. Yeah. And, you know, the style of the game. I'm still holding out hope for a manhunt movie one of these days. <laughs> Before Brian Cox dies, preferably. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, yeah, like, um, you know, they made a, an Assassin's Creed movie with Michael Fassbender and like Ubisoft was like very heavily involved. So it's like, okay, well this is probably gonna be a good movie then. It's like, not, I mean, it's like, it's not bad, but it's definitely not great. You yeah. Know? Um, and you know, they, they made several Resident Evil movies, you know, of varying quality. Um, but even that was just like, you know, they got so far away from the theme of the game. It's like, what are you even doing? Yeah. And but, then there was House of the Dead. Oh, boy. <laughs> there was... There was a good adaptation just recently, and I can't think of what it was. Like, within like the last few years. It's like I know... Somewhere in my brain there was one, but I can't think of what it was. Sonic? Sonic was good. I don't think that's what I was thinking of, but Sonic was good. Even though it wasn't really an adaptation of the game so that's much. That's true. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's? Apparently not, no. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers? Mario Brothers was good. Again, not a very close adaptation of the game. Yeah. Uncharted? Um, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, Worlds Within... Mortal Kombat, Monster Hunter, Detective Pikachu, <laughs> Rampage, Tomb Raider, no. Warcraft, Hitman, Need for Speed, Silent Hill, Prince of Persia, Tekken, no. Street Fighter. And most of these are not good movies. I love the first Street Fighter movie. I don't give a fuck. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Uh, and, I mean, yeah, there there are some movies in there that are widely considered crap, but it's like that are good movies. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Mortal Kombat too is another one. Yeah, like like <clears throat> the original Mortal Kombat from the '90s was great, even though it wasn't all that close to the game. It was still a fun movie, but it gets shit on so bad. But then they they put out that fucking James Wan one couple of years ago and that was bad that was when they tried to make it too close to the game what video game adaptation do you think has the worst rotten tomato score mm, my guess would be house of the dead no really tekken oh okay zero percent ouch uh, then followed by Alone in the Dark, which is a dog shit movie. <laughs> 1%. Mm. And then House of the Dead at 3%. And then you both just sitting at home like, people just don't get me. <laughs> Douchebag. Anyway. Um, uh, no casting yet, but the game featured an all-star cast, including Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen, Leia Sidhu, uh, Guillermo del Toro and Margaret Qualley. 
Um, I mean, it stands like Norman Reedus was like the main character, <coughs> so it stands the reason that he would be the main character. In you this. would think they would want to get him, yeah. And I mean, like I said, you know, he was. I don't know how much he was involved in the actual actual production of the game, but he worked pretty closely with um, Hideo Kojima. I thought so, yeah. And you know, they they did that um, that Silent Hill. Uh, it was like PT. Yeah, it was like a. PT stands for playable trailer, which was supposed to be, I think, a trailer for a new Silent Hill game. But then they had a uh, Kojima had a falling out with Konami. No, not Konami. Or is it Konami? I think it is Konami. Yeah, I'm thinking that probably is. Um, they had a big falling out, and so that game just never came to fruition. So now, like people who downloaded, because you can't download that anymore. People who downloaded the tr- the the PT. Like they held on to it for dear life. I bet, yeah. Because it's like when you, once you download it, you have it. But if you reformat, or I think maybe even if you update it, it, it disappeared. So it's like people have just got these old PlayStation fours that haven't been updated in <laughs> years. Anyway, um, Death Stranding centers on courier Sam Porter Bridges, played by Norman Reedus. As he embarks on a mission to deliver hope to humanity by connecting the last survivors of a decimated America. No, that's the end. (laughs) Connecting the last survivors of a decimated America. And just in case you missed it, Kojima announced last week that his latest title, a collaboration with Jordan Peele for Xbox in OD, uh, which stars Sophia Lillis, Hunter Schaefer, and Udo Kier. I did not hear about that. Me neither. This is new knowledge for me. Yeah. It's exciting, though. Yeah. I mean, I don't have Xbox, but... Yeah, I have an Xbox 360. You think that'll work? Mm, no. Well, I guess I'll just play Left 4 Dead again. Then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw, like... I don't know if you've ever seen these, but, like, there's a lot of scams going around where people... Were, like, specifically, the, like, the scam will say... My son died recently, and I'm getting rid of his PlayStation 5 or, or Xbox, was it S-Series? Is that what it's called? I think so. Um, because I just can't stand to have it in the house anymore. And it's like, you know, message me if you want it. It's a total scam, obviously. Then they just make you, like, wire transfer that money or something? I don't, I don't know how it plays out. I just know that I've, I've seen the scam myself multiple times in different, like, Facebook groups. But um, every once in a while, in like a buy nothing group, people, people I, I actually saw somebody put an Xbox uh, S-Series on there. It's like, I don't play this. I don't need it. <coughs> I, I like, so I don't want to go through the trouble of selling it. So it's like, if anybody wants it, let me know. Um, and I think I actually tried to get it, but ultimately didn't, obviously, but. Every once in a while, you see nuggets like that pop up. Huh. But anyway, uh, so, yeah, uh, if, you're, if you're into Death Stranding, then this might uh, be relevant to your interests. Yeah, so, keep an eye out. Yeah. Do you like vampires? 
Do you like musicals? Well, then have I got the mashup for you. The Lost Boys, the musical, is in the works. The musical that nobody asked for. <laughs> uh, obviously, this comes from producer Patrick Wilson. <laughs> yep, that one. Uh, as well as James Carpinello from Midway and Marcus Chait from Million Dollar Baby. $100 Baby. Uh, in addition to Michael Arden from Parade, the Lost Boys will feature a creative team that includes book writers David Hornsby. <laughs> yep. Rickety Cricket. <laughs> uh, and Chris Hotch, who has appeared as an actor on Broadway in Shrek the Musical, Matilda and a Christmas Carol, and music by The Rescues with Ethan Pop from Tina, the Tina Turner musical, serving as music supervisor. So is this, this is going to be a film? Uh, oh, is it? I, 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 everything I'm reading indicates that it will be, but it doesn't really say specifically. Yeah, I, I, read, the, I read the article and I couldn't hammer down, because my assumption was it was going to be a stage performance. Oh, Warner Brothers <laughs> Theater, Theater Ventures. So, okay. Then it probably is a stage show then. But so I, I think I couldn't figure out <clears throat> figure out is where it's going to be. Is it going to be you know in New York? Is it going to be in Paris? Like because Saw the Musical is you know based in the UK, right? Even though they are doing a US tour now, mm -hmm. but not coming to Seattle. Yeah, I mean I think a lot of musicals and stage shows they originate even if they're not necessarily American productions. I think they start like on the West End. Yeah. Um, and, you know, eventually come over here to Broadway. Broadway. Um, Pat, is, is Patrick Wilson American? Yeah. Okay. You know, I never know. So many actors are not. Yeah. A lot of, like, English actors have better American accents than I do. <laughs> we listened to this whole podcast about American accents yesterday. It was very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is a David Ferrier podcast. Mm. Like what, just like the different kinds of accents or just the... Yeah, like different dialects from, you know, the South, the Central America, not Central America, but, um, you know, Middle America or the Midwest. Northeast. And yeah. Yeah. And he talked to this, like, um, you know, dialect expert who talked about how people in the Pacific Northwest don't have accents. And I was like, boom, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's... Was it just like, uh, you know, North American basic, I think, is just how we're referred. Yeah. Uh, pretty much the just entire West Coast. Basic bitches up here in the upper left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you have to get out to, you know, practically the Midwest to start hearing accents. Or go down to California. I mean, not so much. I mean, they did a whole thing about the California accent in this podcast. It's, you know, that kind of valley girl accent is still prominent in some areas. I think they're over-embellishing that. <laughs> I mean, they literally had one of the hosts. They were talking about her accent, her California accent, so. Mm. I mean, like, just having come from... Wait, you never talked to one of them before? <laughs> That's what we fucking talk about. In L.A. LA. Now, I mean, like, maybe if you go out to, like, the city... Yeah, I think that's more what it is. That, that might be the case. Um, but yeah, if, if you're out in like San Gabriel Valley, if, like from where I'm from, not you don't really hear that. Yeah, I think it's a primarily L.A. thing, an L.I. Oh, thing. Uh, <laughs> L.I. 
Um, yeah, speaking of L.A., Patrick Wilson and Rickety Cricket. There's the team up we never <laughs> knew we needed. <laughs> yeah, key word there is that we need it. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we... We needed it and just just never knew, and now it's been given to us. Yep. Are you getting off on rubbing my blanket over uh, there? Just, <laughs> just uh, watching the, 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 the nap like change directions. <laughs> but then they're stroking it for like 15 minutes. It's like a, f- a fidgety thing, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, casting and a production timeline were not announced, but... Um, and again, I don't know where it's going to be or when it's going to be or how it's going to be or who it's going to be or why it's going to be, but it's going to be. I'm telling you, though. The Lost Boys. Do you think they could get Jason Patrick? Probably. <laughs> Do you think they can get him? Jason Patrick. Ew. <laughs> What if they got Jason Patrick? What if they got Kiefer Sutherland? Kiefer Sutherland and Alex Winter. They could probably get Corey Feldman. Brian, yeah, maybe. He's a musician. And he played Edgar Frog like four times. That's right. <laughs> be like, hey, we're doing this musical and we want you to be in it. And he'd be like, can the angels be in it? <laughs> I don't go anywhere without my angels. <laughs> um, Everyone I've ever heard talk about like meeting him said he's a very nice person yeah but he just seems like such a fucking weirdo he just seems like he's morphing more and more into chris angel (laughs) (laughs) remember when he was like basically michael jackson for a while (laughs) yeah yeah i think that's he's he's michael jackson meets chris angel at this point (laughs) i'm interested to see some of the songs in this well, yeah, I mean, they got to have like four different versions of Cry Little Sister. Yeah. Like, like a ballady version. And, and then you got to bring the sax man in. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's not it's not Lost Boys, but I'm not hearing the, I Still Believe. That's right. <laughs> by Sexy Sax Man. They're worms, David. Look at them squirm, David. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you guys need someone to write lyrics, I'm I'm here. <laughs> Taylor has experience I'm, and so much free time. <laughs> yeah, Taylor has experience writing lyrics for a very short-lived band. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm John Waters, and this is the Creep. When you're out at a club and you see a fly girl do the creep. <sighs> I'd, uh, I'd briefly talked about Chucky earlier on. Um, I mean, didn't get really, really into the show, but um, you know, it's it's on season three now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, season three, and um, it kind of abruptly not ended, but like just stopped. <laughs> Apparently, it was big due to the the strikes. Makes sense. Which didn't even occur to me because I'm just like sitting there waiting for the next episode to pop up. It's like, do you watch it on Shutter? Uh, no, Peacock. I thought you didn't have Peacock. My wife signed up for it. Oh. It's they like, finally caught on and took mine away. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
We, we just to watch. We just fixed the glitch. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and we logged in to watch something, and it was like, "You need to sign up." And she's like, "I thought we had an account." And we're like, I was like, "Well, we have a, an account." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like my wife, she really she wanted to watch Chicago Fire was what it was, and like there were only some episodes available on like Hulu or whatever. She's like, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get like a 90-day free trial or something for Peacock. And that's how they get you. Yeah. And then it's like, all right. But like I said, don't sign up for Peacock. We're not paying for that. Um, and uh lost my train of thought. Oh, but yeah, it's like, you know, I just kind of lose track of it. She's been watching it. The, then I, it's like I realize, okay, she's watched Chicago Fire, the entire series. Now she's watching Chicago Med. It's like, did you cancel that Peacock uh, subscription? No, I just kept it. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> anyway, so now we're paying for that. It is on Shutter, though, right? I don't think so. I thought it was. Like, I mean, Shutter's owned by AMC. Yeah. And... It's on like USA and Sci-Fi, which are Universal networks. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Chucky. Um, it's a uh, yeah, I, it's a pretty good show. I mean, like I've heard some mixed reviews about it, but I've been enjoying it pretty thoroughly. And I'm not first two seasons are on Shutter. Oh, okay. Well, well, there you go. Um. Uh, but I've been, yeah, I've been enjoying it uh, pretty thoroughly. It's, it took a little while to get going in the first season, but once it did, it's been pretty consistently good. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, anybody who has seen, uh, you know, was it? It was Bride of Chucky. Like it went from Child's Play 3 to Bride of Chucky, right? I believe so. And then Seed of Chucky. Where um, in in Seed of Chucky, you know, Trash King or Queen, I don't know, <laughs> uh, smut smut director <laughs> uh, John Waters made a very and brief, just all around fucking creep. Yeah, um, people people fucking love him. Yeah, they do. And it's like I'm kind of indifferent, but like I don't trust anybody with a mustache that thin. <laughs> Let's see, Raul Julia. Um, uh, but yeah, he made a very brief appearance in Seed of Chucky. Well, uh, I guess EW is revealing that he is going to be returning um, as a different character, presumably. Because um, I think in Seed of Chucky, he was like a photographer. like a He was, yeah, he was a photographer named Pete Peters who met at his ascetic demise. Is that in here? Oh, okay, yep. Um but uh, yeah, so EW is saying that um, Waters is going to play Wendell Wilkins, who is the reclusive creator of the Good Guy Dolls, who naturally gets caught in Chucky's killer web. Now, I have—I can only assume where this is going to head because um, they're, you know, in, in Curse of Chucky, basically Chucky split his soul into you know, however many dozens of good guy dolls. Well, over time, those dolls 
were destroyed, uh, you know, through various means. Now there's only a single Chucky left, and there are no good guy dolls left in the world. There's just singular Chucky left. So I'm wondering if he's going to, like, seek this guy out to make more good guy dolls. Oh, maybe, yeah. Um, Waters' appearance continues Mancini's streak of bringing back the franchise's players in exciting ways. Which, yeah, there have been, you know, Andy returned. Um, uh, Christ, what was his foster sister's name? Um, oh, it's a, it's a boy's name. It's a guy, yeah, it's a guy's name. Chuck? Uh, no. No. <laughs> no, stupid. Uh, whatever, her, you know. Um, and yeah, old boy's name McGee. <laughs> uh, Devin Sawa came back. Yeah, he just comes back and comes back. Um, Jennifer Tilly, of course. Um, Kyle. Kyle, thank you. Um, in, anyway, but uh, in Chucky's unending thirst for power, season three now sees Chucky ensconced with the most powerful family in the world, America's first family, inside the infamous or inf- Infamous is the word you're looking for. Isn't infamous usually used in a negative connotation? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Walls of the White House, which, I mean, yeah, I guess. (laughs) I guess it does have a lot of negative connotation to it. Um, The returning cast includes Brad Dorff, Jennifer Tilly, Devin Sawa, alongside Lars. Of course. Of course, Devin Sawa. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's playing the president of the United States, and he's not dead yet, so... I, I presume that it's coming because he's he not always... in his eighties. He can't be president, <laughs> and he's also Canadian. Little known fact: Is he really? Yeah, is he really? <laughs> um, let's see, Gene Choros Techie, Zachary Arthur, Bjorgen, Bjorgen, Jorgen, Bjorgen Jorgensen, Bjorgen and Arson. And Olivia Aylin Lind. You guys know who that, all those people are, right? Yeah, I think those last three names are the, made up. The three main characters, <laughs> the, the kids. Uh, new episodes of Chucky will be streaming the next day on Peacock. You know the funniest thing about Chucky that cracks me up every time I see it is the people who just throw a fit about the two. Like, there's two boys. I mean, they're probably. 17 at this point, maybe, um, and, and a girl. They're the three main characters, and the two boys are in a relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. And people are losing their shit about these two gay teenagers, uh, you know, having this, this very prominent and sexually driven uh, um, relationship. It's just like, you know that Don Mancini is gay. I was going right? to say, wait, wait to hear about Don Mancini. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, the whole, you know, go woke, go broke type thing. It's like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> if you haven't realized that Chucky has, uh, has been a, a very, you know, even, even on a subtle level, level going back to the original, on a very, sl- actually, not so much in the first one, but all the ones after that. The very underlying gay agenda. <laughs> well, saying <laughs> a, a, a queer element to it. Yeah. 
Um, you had a transsexual kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, especially when uh, Mancini got the rights back and went to Universal. Yeah, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, mm-hmm. Curse of Chucky, and now the Chucky series, all very, uh, uh, I mean, I don't want to say queer-friendly because they all are, but, um, you know, that that's a very prominent feature of all those movies. Right. Um, yeah, <laughs> this cracks me up. People throwing a fit. It's like, you just, you don't pay attention much, do you? Nope. It's like the people who find out Rage Against the Machine are liberals and get upset. It's like, what machine do you think they're talking about? <laughs> anyway. Chucky. Chucky. Charles. Love is a song that never ends. Life may be Itching to finish my beef. To how's your beef? <laughs> uh, all right, so coming up in a short moment here, we're going to be talking about The Mean One, which is, of course, an adaptation of uh, The Grinch, but for legal reasons, not The Grinch. <laughs> we previously talked about Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, which has a sequel coming out next year. And the same studio will also be putting out Bambi the Reckoning, which we have talked about before. Uh, but we now know that Roxanne McKee from Wrong Turn 5 will star alongside Nicola Wright and Tom Mulherin. Boing. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. Uh, as well as Samira Mighty, which is an awesome name, <laughs> uh, who was in Beauty and the Beast. I don't know as whom. Uh, filming will begin on January 6th, 2024. Uh, in England, in it, for a planned fall 2024 release. Uh, if you didn't know, London or England is in London. Yeah, it, England is a province of London. I'm not sure exactly where, but it's it's there somewhere. Right. It's near Big Ben. <laughs> um, <laughs> the film follows Xana, I assume. Look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. <laughs> uh, the film follows Xana or Xana. I don't know. X-A-N-A is... Zena? Did you say Zena? I guess if X-E-N-A is Zena, that'd be Zana, right? Yeah, Zana or Zena. Zana? Zana. Uh, played by Roxanne... getting way off base. <laughs> played by Roxanne McKee and her son, Benji, played by Tom Mulherin. Who names her kid Benji? Unless it's like Benjamin. I was going to say it's probably Benjamin, and they call him Benji. Benjamin. Benjamin. <laughs> uh, who find themselves in a car wreck and soon hunted... Hunted down by the vicious killing machine, Bambi. <laughs> Bambi will destroy anyone in its path. I assume because it's still mad about someone killing her mom. Sure. Most people would be. Is it going to be anthropomorphic? Um, I feel like I remember hearing that it was. Of course. Uh, director Dan Allen, who previously directed Unhinged, says it's going to be terrifying. When people see a deer in the wild after this film, they're going to run for the hills. <laughs> this film is about the death of childhoods. As much as it's going to ruin childhoods, expect bloodshed, tears, and rabbits, and one mean killer deer. At last, the British countryside <clears throat> will finally get its Godzilla. Wait a minute. Doesn't Bambi take place in the U.S.? I don't know. I guess I was thought it did, but maybe maybe it doesn't. 
are other characters going to be in this? Like Thumper and one would hope. And the rest, are they going to be all Twitter painted? <laughs> I don't know. Like, because uh, you know, it's like Winnie the Pooh. the The rights with that were tricky because, um, there was like they couldn't incorporate certain characters into the movie, like in, into Blood and Honey, because some characters were still under copyright. Right. So it's like I don't know. Was that the same deal with with Bambi? But I mean, presumably there's only one Bambi story, to my knowledge. Whereas you know Winnie the Pooh had several stories. So I I don't know. I don't know. The first thing I thought of reading this description was Cujo. Mm, like it sounds yeah. like Cujo with a deer. Yeah. I mean, what I'm what I'm reading here sounds more like it's just a. A deer. A rabid, crazy deer, yeah. Where, rather than an anthropomorphic one, which would just make it ridiculous. But Yeah, I feel like I remember them saying it was going to be anthropomorphic, but I also might be remembering that SNL skate with The Rock. <laughs> uh, Bambi the Reckoning is a part of a fairy tale universe from the team. Peter Pan's Neverland Nightmare, which will find Tinkerbell injecting pixie dust like it's heroin, (laughs) (laughs) will be shooting this summer, directed by Scott Jeffrey. Uh, More projects within the universe are soon to be announced because they're waiting for that sweet, sweet January 1st when Mickey Mouse becomes public domain. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Steamboat Killy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I, I, I... I I wonder how many people are going to just go after that. Oh, a ton, I'm sure. Yeah. And for some reason or another, there's going to be Mickey Mouse porn out there. <laughs> um I I yeah, we're like two of the seven people in the world that loved Blood and Honey. <laughs> <laughs> and are super stoked for the sequel cuz it has Tigger and Owl in it and it looks much better like they put like I mean they have more money. Yeah, they got the it. budget upped. So yeah, that should be should be a good time. I'm not as into Bambi the Reckoning. Like I, I like the idea, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It doesn't excite me as much. Although this, this Neverland Nightmare, I'm all in on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good good stuff. Too much fun. All right, guys. So that's the end of horror business. Yay. Um, and uh, yeah, usually this is when we, we, we stop to take a minute to show appreciation for each other and exchange our Christmas gifts. So we're going to do that right now. All right. So like we said, you know, it's after Christmas. And, uh, we, we, we would have exchanged gifts beforehand, but we had to push the, the recording date back. But anyway, um, it, it was funny. Like, you know, we, when you have a Christmas tree and you start piling up gifts underneath it, it just like it feels like Christmas. Yeah. And then when all the presents are gone, the tree looks so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> and it looked, for some reason, it looked even more depressing because yours was the only one that was still sitting under the tree. <laughs> like someone forgot it. Right. Or like didn't want it or something. Uh, anyway, so and again, if you were joining us on uh, on Patreon, then you could be watching this live and get visuals. Yes, visuals. Mm, yes, 
There you go. Two T from T. Is it for, is it for you or from you? Nobody knows. You, you don't know. Are we going at the same time or what are we doing? Uh, we had this whole conversation about this earlier. <laughs> Did we? Oh right, yeah, that. Um, you can go. Okay, I go. Oh, it's something ghosty. I see Papa. It's a ghost Halloween t-shirt. Yeah, discussed how you uh, didn't own a ghost shirt. I don't own a ghost shirt, surprisingly. No, I actually don't own that many band shirts. I don't think I own any band shirts, actually. I think that ghost is like the only band. Well, no, I have a you have like 12 ghost shirts. Like I have a lot of ghost shirts. They're cool designs. Yeah. The new trio shirt's pretty cool. I'm going to get a trio shirt. Yeah. That that's like the other band that I have shorts shirts for. This is glassware from Modines. Are they all the same? Uh, it's Modines, Modines One, two, two and Modines three. Nice. Modines two. Can't believe we keep losing these locations to drink at. Drink at. <laughs> Mod mud threens. Nice, thank you. Welcome. Yeah, if you drink out of them or put them on display or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure we'll use them. Well, there you go. To commemorate the the ending of Letterkenny. Womp 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 womp. So sad. All right. This this isn't knotted, is it? No, you can just pull it open. Maybe. There we go. What do we got here? It's a hoodie. Oh, cracking hoodie. Sweet. Nice. Looks very cozy. Now let me know if it's too big. Yeah, it's like. Hoodies are weird for me. Like I know that's why I went with the bigger one. I figured that would be a safer bet. Yeah. I mean, even if it's a little baggy, it's probably fine. Let's see. Yeah, you, like zipper hoodies. I always usually wear large, but pullover hoodies for some reason I always have to wear extra large. That's fine. Nice. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. When I ordered, I didn't realize it was like metallic y. Oh. I thought it was just white. Mm. But. Yeah, thank you very much. You're welcome. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> Putting on clothes while wearing headphones, not the easiest <laughs> thing. <laughs> Keep grabbing the headphone cord. Cool. Well, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you and to yours. <laughs> um, all right. Now that we had that fun, I'm sure you guys really enjoyed it. Again, you should have been joining us live. Yeah. Uh, see all the fun things. So now we'll go into some uh, festive film reviews.
right, so we did, like I said, uh, we, we picked a couple Christmas movies. Um, it's like we've done other, well, we've done Hanukkah movies before, or, you know, at least Jewish folklore related ones in the past, but mm-hmm. it's like, there's not a lot of them out there. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty much just Christmas horror is, well, it's, it's very hot right now. Like there's a lot of movies coming out. So there's, it's just what we, what we do. So yeah. we have a couple, uh, horror Christmas movies to talk about and, uh, which one do you want to start with? Uh, well, we got a new one and an old one. So let's start with the old one. Okay. Which is Christmas Evil. 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 Fruits of the Devil. I told you he'd be happy that we remembered him. This Christmas, Santa's <laughs> going to make everyone happy. The grown-ups. And the kids. Christmas Evil. The non-believers. <laughs> And the screamers. And this Christmas, you better believe in Santa, or he'll slay you. Merry Christmas, Frank. Christmas Evil, the night he dropped in. All right, so Christmas Evil from uh, 1980, originally titled You Better Watch Out and also known as Terror in Toyland, which did you watch this on Shudder? Yes. It, when it popped up and it was like, you better watch out. I was like, oh, shit, is this the wrong movie? <laughs> you know, what threw me off was it said uh, 80s retro style or, or sorry, VHS retro style or something like that. Oh, did it? I didn't notice that. And I was like, what, wait, what does that mean? But it's from the 80s. <laughs> It's not a style. Yeah. It's like, what, what what changed? But it seems like it was the same movie, so. Uh, yes, yeah, so this starts out in 1947 in New Jersey <clears throat> on Christmas Eve. And uh, there's these, these two young boys, uh, Harry and Phil, and they're watching Santa Claus put out their presents. And, you know, then they, they scurry away and go, go to bed to dream of sugar plums or whatever it is. That, tea, tea. Whatever it is the children do. And Phil is just like, dude, that was that was dad. And Harry's all like, nah, that was Santa Claus. And Phil's like, shut up, idiot. <laughs> and so Harry's like, all right, I'll prove it to you. I'll go down there and I'll, I'll see that it's Santa Claus for sure. And he goes down there and he sees Santa kissing mommy. Uh between the legs. Yeah, muff diving is what I think they would call it. <laughs> uh, do they call it that? I think that's what the kids are calling it nowadays. I think that's what the kids were calling M- it. Muff, muff diving? <laughs> oh, we're still live on Patreon. Oh, fuck oh, it. Fuck it. Merry Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, 
dude, I tried so hard to come up with some kind of Christmas pun for Cunnilingus, and I just could not come up with one. Uh, He's unwrapping her gift? Or? Um, jingling her bells? Drinking her nog? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Um, she's got a mistletoe belt on, you know, it's the rules, and it's the law. You got to do you it. You got to kiss under the mistletoe. And so, you know, he, he freaks out and he goes upstairs and he smashes a snow globe and then picks up a piece of the glass and starts cutting himself with it. As you do. <laughs> yeah. You see Santa Claus eating out your mom. You, you go cut yourself. Um, there a, there's a fruit cake in there somewhere. <laughs> that's what she, no. That's what she said. No, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, fast forward 33 years later, or the present. <laughs> <laughs> I do like it. It doesn't say present day. It says the present, and I'm like, oh, is that a Christmas pun? <laughs> I wish it would have said Christmas present. That'd have been good. Yeah. Um, Harry works in this toy factory called Jolly Dreams, which sounds more like an ice cream to me. Sure, yeah. Um, he he's he's a management position of some kind, and all his employees hate him. They think he's a schmuck, <laughs> which is a very nineteen eighties word. Yeah. Um, but he he's a little off still. <laughs> When it comes to Christmas, and he is like determined to become Santa Claus, basically. Yeah. Like he spies on the neighbor kids. Yeah. He like, and he, he's like looking around in the binoculars and he's like looking from window to window, like it's this giant advent calendar. <laughs> and he's just like, Where are you, my, my darlings? I think he says something creepy like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, he's so he's watching the young boys and the young girls play tiddlywinks. <laughs> And then he's got these big giant notebooks, or not even notebooks, they're like big, you know, like fairy tale looking books. And he's, you know, got one for the good boys and girls and one for the bad boys and girls. So he's got a naughty list and a nice list, basically. Right. And he, you know, he puts Moss Garcia, his name is Moss. And Moss Garcia on there for looking at Playboys and picking his nose. <laughs> what he put impure thoughts and bad hygiene or something like that. Something along those lines, yeah. The kid is cutting out a centerfold yeah. out of this magazine. Who does that? And then licking it. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Um, so this guy at work, is he asks um, Harry to cover his shift. Because he says he's got some kind of family emergency or something. And so Harry works the shift out on the line, out on the line. Yeah. Not even doing, you know, management stuff. Yeah. He, he's out there doing the hustle. Not, not, do, 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 not that hustle, but you know, he's, <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's working, making the toys. Do the hustle. And then that night he goes, as he's walking home, he sees the guy in a bar just having fun. And he's even like, oh, I got that dumb shit to do. Cover my shift. You what an asshole. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> And, you know, so this kind of sets Harry off. And he, he goes home and he has this, he, ha he still has all these toys. 
and he picks up this doll and he's just sitting there like humming Jingle Bells or some Christmas song. Isn't Santa Claus coming to town? Is that what it was? I think you might be right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And he's just like crushing this doll in his hand, in his bare hands. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention that he basically sleeps in Santa Claus pajamas. Oh, yeah. When they first show him, he wakes up and he gets up and he's, yeah, he's got these like shiny, you know, red pajamas with tufts of fur at the end and a Santa Claus hat. Yeah. And then when he shaves too, he like puts the shaving cream on and he's just like, <laughs> look at me. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he yeah he keeps acting weird he cancels um thanksgiving dinner with his brother phil's family because he wants to watch the parade because of santa claus because on the you know on the parade they even say you know at the end of the parade we're gonna have the the special guest of santa claus and he's just like oh my god like a little kid he's gonna be there i can't believe they got him <laughs> And so Phil's just like, hey, I think Harry's fucking weird. <laughs> His wife's like, you think? <laughs> Adoy. <laughs> but so they, he goes to his company's Christmas party. Wait, like, hold up. When, he, when he's watching the, the Macy's Parade and Santa comes out, like he's sitting there eating like a bowl of cereal, I think. And when Santa comes out, he puts the bowl of cereal back, uh, to the side he puts a pillow behind his head and he like leans back. I'm like, oh my God, is he going <laughs> to pound off to Santa Claus? <laughs> this guy's going to jack off. <laughs> Have you seen Bozo dubbed over? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is this? A fucking clown pewter? Bet don't have no games on it. <laughs> I love that show so much. It's good. Um, yeah, so he goes to his company Christmas party, and the boss is just like, hey, this year, to be extra good boys and girls, we want to uh, you know, donate a bunch of our toys to charity. So we need you to make more fucking toys. <laughs> it's like, we need you to double production and really get those toys out there. And, you know, maybe donate some of your own money, you greedy fuck. <laughs> and obviously Harry is like, well, that's not really cool. Guys, it's not really the spirit of the season. Reminded me of the, uh, the very first episode of The Simpsons, which was a Christmas episode. And uh, was that the one where they got Santa's little helper? Yeah. And <laughs> Homer's at work, and there's a you know loudspeaker announcement. Mr. Burns says, uh, uh, we've managed to uh, increase profit or increase uh, profits without uh, affecting the um cost of the without affecting the cost of the consumer and uh so we didn't affect any uh executive bonuses there will be no christmas bonuses this year (laughs) or executive pay raises yeah it's kind of the same thing (laughs) but so harry freaks out he steals a bunch of toys puts them in a big sack because you know he's santa claus yeah nobody 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 knows i'm santa claus (laughs) um and so Christmas Eve, he glues a beard to his face. And as he's putting it on, he's just like, all of a sudden he just starts like rubbing it and squeezing it. And he's just like, it's me. <laughs> I am him. <laughs> I, I, I am Santa Claus. I am the Santa. 
Now it's official because I glued a beard on my face. Can't even grow a beard. It's a pretty legit beard, though. It looks good. Yeah, like a lot of the fake beards look really fake. This one's got like a big old mustache that curls at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a pretty uh, pretty legit fake beard. Yeah. I will say. Um. Yeah, and so now he's he's fully convinced that he's Santa Claus. And so he goes out in, in his van that he has painted a sleigh on the side <laughs> and that he is convinced is alive <laughs> and was trained by Santa's reindeer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Some, something to that effect, I guess. But he like he'll he'll be driving and he'll be like pretending to like whip with the uh... yeah and he's like on Dasher on Dancer on Donna Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> and so he sit down, Simpson. <laughs> uh, he goes to his brother's house and he puts out toys for the kids. Uh, he's got two sacks. He's got one filled with toys and one just filled with dirt. <laughs> and he takes the dirt to Moss Garcia's house. Where he hides in the bushes. <laughs> I guess that was earlier when he was hiding in the bushes. Yeah. And the kid saw him and he like just put his fist out. And he didn't punch the kid, but he was just like, ah. Was he I think he was trying to grab him. Oh, but, was he? But apparently, like, he wasn't he paying looked, attention to where the kid actually was. Yeah, because he wasn't even close. Yeah. I thought he was just kind of like pretending to punch him or something. I didn't know what he was doing. One of the funniest parts of this movie, I mean, there weren't a lot of funny parts, but like It's the, not a funny movie. Yeah. The funniest part of this movie. When Moss goes and runs to his mom, he's like, there's somebody in the bush. His mom's like, shut the fuck up. And his mom, Patricia Richardson, a.k.a. the mom from Home Improvement. Was it? Yeah. Just like smacks the shit out of him. It's like the biggest slap I've ever seen. <laughs> and she's, she tells him, like, shut up and get in the car. <laughs> like, he's just like, I almost got assaulted by a stranger in the bushes. And she's like, shut the fuck up. It's like, you're not going to ruin my night out. Shut up, it's Christmas. <laughs> what? Um, there's a couple points like that where the parents just like are not good parents. Right. Like when he pulls a, when that dad pulls a switchblade out. Well, yeah, like that part, I mean, jumping ahead, but yeah. The Okay, never mind, never mind. We'll, we'll talk about when we we'll get, get there. there. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, he just leaves this bag of dirt on Moss Garcia's doorstep with his a sign that says Moss Garcia and it's just a, like a smiley face with dirty <laughs> cheeks. <laughs> Got you, fucker. <laughs> you, this is you. This is what you look like. <laughs> Enjoy your bag of sand, stupid. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, then he's, you know, he's driving along, he's doing his whole Santa thing and he sees this midnight mass coming out. And were these guys drunk? I think they were assholes. They were acting drunk. A little too much uh, blood of Christ in there or what? Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe they just love wine. Maybe they're scared of how much they need (laughs) wine. And popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) They can't even watch a movie without a big pour of wine. Because these guys come out and they're just like acting like, you know, Camp Tiger Claw douchebags. Like, <laughs> hey, look at Santa. Nice suit, Santa. Look at your stupid beard. You're not Santa. You're a big phony. <laughs> and so he takes this, like, metal toy soldier that he had made. He, like, you know, made the cast and the mold and poured hot iron into it. And, and it's got this big, giant 
rod coming off of it. It was a sword. Is that what it was? Yeah. But it was huge. It was like it was a big a, sword. longer than the size of the uh, soldier. Yeah. And I think I could be wrong, but I think they had this, they make the same toy at the factory, except out of plastic. Oh, so he stole the mold? I don't, I don't know. But yeah, he, I'm, I'm fairly certain he made the same toy that they make at the factory just out of metal. So, you know, it's deadly. Yeah. And he just stabs this guy right through the eyeball with it and then pulls out a hatchet and starts chopping people. He's just like, that's a chop. <laughs> ah, he, chop. Ah, he, chop. He kills like three people like in front of this giant group of people. It's not covert or uh, inconspicuous in any way. Mm. And so, yeah, everyone else, you know, takes off running. And so now, you know, now the cops are after him. They've got these lineups of Santa Clauses. <laughs> they're like, now say Merry Christmas. And he's like, Merry Christmas. Like, no, no. Say it with feeling. Because yeah. <laughs> every time Harry, you know, he's like, Merry Christmas. Yeah. He does the big Santa thing. And it's like in between killing people, he's also like going to the church or the hospital and giving toys to the kids. And all the hospital people are like, oh, my God, thank you so much. You're such a good person. Yeah. And then he like goes off and kills somebody. <laughs> and then he goes to this Christmas party where he dances with all the kids and he, you know, tells the kids, eat your vegetables and say your prayers and eat your vitamins and you'll grow up to be a Hulkster like me. <laughs> <laughs> Brother. <laughs> um, yeah, then he goes and he kills his boss. He strangles him with a bag of toys and then cuts his throat with a star didn't strangle him he smothered him. smothered him yes which was even weirder yeah like how do you sm how do you smother somebody with a bag of boxes yeah <laughs> it seemed very awkward and very bulky and then like i said he slashes the throat with like a christmas tree star yeah right next to his wife his wife <clears throat> was sleeping in the bed this whole time mm -hmm. um yeah and then he does he go to his brothers before yes no. So, yeah, he sees these kids on the street, and they're like, you know, hey, Santa, Santa, and he's being real nice to the kids and saying, oh, you know, maybe I've got a few more surprises for you, and starts pulling bags or presents out of the bag. And at this point, the parents come up, and they're just like, that's that's the guy. That's yeah. the fucking serial killer Santa. The fucking guy. And at no point are they like, kids, get away from that man. Mm. They're just... No, they're going to pull out their switchblade instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like this one guy, he's just like, like, yeah, most of the parents are just like, yeah, okay, get away from him, get away no, from him. No, they're not like that. That's the thing. I kept thinking, like, why aren't they telling their kids to get away from this man if they think he's a killer? Are they not? How many? No, they were just like mumbling to each other. They're just like, oh, that's him, that's him. We got to get him. Like, well, well, yeah, but yeah, and this tough guy pulls out his knife. He's like, we got to stop him. <laughs> And then and his looks, daughter runs up and takes the knife from him. He looks like a grown-up version of Grover Dill. Grover Dill. From Christmas Story. Scott Farkas's oh, toady. yes. I thought that too. I just didn't know his name. Yeah. Um, who also reminds me a lot of my cousin. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, and this like, six-year-old girl just runs up and takes the knife from him mm -hmm. and gives it to Santa Claus. <laughs> And he's just like, ho, 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 now I have a switchblade. <laughs> but he doesn't kill anybody there. He just runs away. Mm -hmm. 
And he goes to his brothers, and his brothers just like, I knew it was you. And they get in a big fight, and his brother chokes him out, puts him in the car. He's dead. <laughs> Where he wakes up, and he's just like, oh, now I'm in the car. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> Punches his brother out and drives away. <laughs> and as he's driving along, he's driving along, and the, you know, angry mob. The townsfolk with the torches. Literally with pitchforks and torches. <laughs> Where did they even get torches? <laughs> This is New Jersey. <laughs> they run out into the street and he's like, oh no. And they like guide him off the street. I was like, run them over. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you've already killed what? Three people? Four, four people? Four at least. Like what's, what's a dozen more? <laughs> well, yeah. And it's, when your alternate solution is to drive off a bridge. And that's what he does. He drives off this bridge and then flies away. <laughs> right. <laughs> the last scene of the movie is this van flying over the moon and singing uh, Night Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Not singing, but, you know, reciting the final verse of Nightmare Before, or <laughs> Night Before Christmas. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. Did that just happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. you don't really know if that was real. I, it, it's, it's just like the very beginning when he catches, you know, when, when their dad is dressed as Santa. And he's leaving the gifts. And the boots fly up the chimney. Yeah, he you know, touches his nose and he flies up the chimney. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, did he just like have something, like he held on to something and just lifted his legs until the kids were gone? Or I don't know. That's funny, or later in the movie where he tries to go like, down his... Oh my God, that's the worst part of the movie. That is the scariest part of the movie. Did you get, did you get claustrophobic? I got fucking anxiety from yeah. that, yeah. He tries to go down someone's chimney and he gets, you know, puts his legs in and then he just... He's kind of just like, oh, this isn't happening. And he starts to get stuck and he starts like banging on the chimney. And I'm like, oh my God, this is terrifying. <laughs> I'm going to die up here. Yeah, that was the worst part of the whole movie for me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, you know, you know who loves this movie apparently? Who? John Waters. Oh, really? Apparently. Okay. Uh yeah it's it's a it's a weird movie, I mean it's there was no shortage of killer Santa movies in the eighties, mm -hmm. and I mean this was just another one of them, probably one of the earlier ones though. Cause yeah, because I think Silent Night Deadly Night was like eighty three, probably around there. Yeah, this was eighty, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean it's like you know a, a, around the time of. You know, Halloween and Friday the 13th. Well, yeah, there's even there's a poster that says first came Halloween, then Friday the 13th, and now Christmas Evil. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Uh, yeah, just creating this, you know, trying to create a slasher franchise for, for a different holiday. Yeah. Obviously, that didn't work out. But This Christmas, you better believe in Santa or he'll slay you. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, as far as slashers go, this is pretty tame. Yeah, like, like we said, the body count was like four, I, I think. I can think of four for sure. He killed his co-worker. He killed the what, three people outside the church. Mm -hmm. Was that it? I think so, yeah. I feel like there was more. 
Yeah, I mean, I can't think of any, so. <clears throat> um, uh, shit, what was I going to say? I lost it. Uh, okay. <laughs> I do like the, like, kind of dichotomy where he's, you know, he's going to a, a hospital and he's making everyone's night there and everyone loves him. And then he just turns around and kills somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just, it, it's not like he, well, except for his, well, I was going to say he doesn't kill out of passion. It's almost like he kills out of necessity, but like, I guess that's not true. Especially his, his coworker. I mean, that was intentional. Yeah. And I, so he goes and he goes to the church because he knows that uh, his his boss and some douchebag that he hired to create this basically fake charity for this hospital, this children's hospital, he knows that they're going to be at this midnight mass. And it seems like he those are the people he was going to go after. But instead, he just kills these three randos who happen to be right at the front. And then he takes off. Yeah. So it's just. Like what? What was that about? I because they were just giving him shit, and he just snapped. I guess. I, I guess so. I feel like this is one you could remake, and I'm kind of surprised nobody's tried. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's. I just. I wonder if maybe like people don't want to remake it because they're still making Killer Santa movies. Yeah. And, you know, there's only so many different ways you can go with that. <laughs> so maybe they just don't want to dilute things more. Yeah. I mean, there's been remakes of Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. That's probably a more well-known uh, property. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. It, they remake random fucking movies all the time. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Why not this one? They're remaking Alice, Sweet Alice. Like, you're right. The one thing that my, my biggest issue with this is the title. Because he's not evil. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess he does evil things. Evil deeds. Yeah. yeah but he himself is not evil. He's, his intentions, well, I guess, again, going back to uh, him killing Frank, his coworker. Right. Uh, that was ill intent. But um, yeah. I don't know that You Better Watch Out is a better title. And Terror in Toyland is a terrible title. Yeah. That makes no sense. Because it's not Toyland. Yeah. <laughs> it's New Jersey. <laughs> oh, man. I saw a post earlier today that said, uh, so the North Pole is real, but heaven isn't. Make it make sense. What? And someone was like, well, the North Pole exists. Yeah. It's a place. You can go there. <laughs> are you? It's like, are you talking about Santa's workshop? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this person just like could not wrap their brain around that the North Pole is a real place. Oh, bother. We gotta leave this world behind. (laughs) No shit, man. It's like it just gets worse every day. Like, stupid people are just taking over because they... NoFX called it. Huh? NoFX called it. Yeah, they did. The idiots are taking over. And it's because stupid people will just fuck each other into oblivion with no protection have a million goddamn kids, create another generation of stupid people. Yeah. I, and whether it's nurture or nature, those kids are already doomed. Yeah. They're not going to get the best education yeah. with those parents. Like, Yeah. I mean, like, you you know, you, the one feel-good story you, you get out of, you know, 
one in a million families. Yeah. It's, it's not going to make a difference. <laughs> it's, I mean, that's, it's idiocracy. It's like exactly what they presented in idiocracy. It's like stupid fucking yokels just have a million kids and then smart people don't want to have kids until they're too old to do so <laughs> or just don't do it at all. And then so that's that, that intelligent population just dies off. Yeah. Anyway, the North Pole is real, guys. <laughs> That's what this all comes down to. Yeah, it's like, you know how magnets and compasses work? Poles, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Which also proves that the Earth is round, but... That's another conversation. It's really not. I mean, the earth is round. That's that's it. That's the end of the conversation. <laughs> uh, did you like this? Yeah. I mean, it was fine. I mean, I know there are people that like just love this movie. It's like John Waters. Well, sure. <laughs> but it's like it's like on their their must watch list every year, and it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, this is not a not a must watch for me. No, I mean, like I'll. Uh, Maybe watch it again at some point, but I don't see myself watching this every year. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, for a movie from 1980, I'm kind of surprised the budget is $850,000, to be honest. But was it really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. They didn't really, uh, use that very well. I think, I feel like they probably used that mostly on locations. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of locations. Yeah. I mean, you got the factory, uh, his house. Phil's house, uh, his, his co-worker's house, the church, mm-hmm. the hospital. Yeah. Of course, it's all New Jersey. That's true. So there's garbage everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was so taken aback and just kind of laughing my ass off about the fucking townspeople with the, <laughs> with the pitchforks and, and torches. <laughs> it's like, what is this? The angry mob. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you live in some, even if, even if it is like modern times, like you don't live in like a f- farmland. You live in the middle of fucking New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, this, this is, is pretty good. It does kind of toddle along for a bit where you're just kind of like, all right, let's get to the kill in here. Like, yeah. I mean, there is, for being a, a quote-unquote slasher film, there wasn't a lot of slasher. Flashing. Yeah, slasher antics. Um, so I think that maybe that was that was probably just the style back then. Yeah. Um, as, as opposed to more Which modern. Which was the style at the time. <laughs> Wear an onion on your belt. <laughs> um, uh yeah, so I think it's probably just a sign, you know, the way they made movies back then. I mean, even like you think about like Halloween, or I think probably back then, Friday the Thirteenth was the most violent slasher film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, I mean Halloween, there's like no blood in there, yeah. and the but the body count is fairly low. Yeah, um, which is, I mean, this isn't really relevant but it, it cracked me up like something that didn't occur to me when they when they made the new Halloween movies and they completely retconned everything after the first movie uh 
how like the whole town has been just destroyed by these what three deaths <laughs> back in 1979 yeah and it's just scarred by it 40 years later it's like that's that's ridiculous yeah there have been bigger mass murders that haven't scarred a town that long <laughs> that's true it's funny i haven't never thought of that but yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, like Halloween and, and Friday the 13th and stuff is much more of kind of, you know, you get to know the victims and kind of follow them. Yeah. And there's like, you know, the stalking element of, of and stuff. And this, you're following the killer. Right. And it's more just kind of following his descent into madness. Yeah. Until he to finally. madness. Until he snaps. There's one scene where he's like, ends up, he crashes his van and there's. This, you know, the whole neighborhood has these lights, these like light up Santa Clauses or reindeer or something that go all along the edge of the road. And that just kind of like becomes this psychedelic nightmare for him. <laughs> yeah. And to think that all this stemmed from seeing his dad go down on his mom. Yeah, right. In a Santa Claus costume. It's like, does he does he still think that was Santa? <laughs> I don't know. There's really no way to know. Because at some point, at some point, parents tell their kids that Santa is no, not real. Yeah. Uh, and you have to presume that that happened with Harry and Phil. Yeah. One would think. So, were eight years old? Is that how old he was? I don't know if they said... I think Phil was six, so I, I guess I don't really know how, because he was, he was saying that he was six years old. Yeah, this just says a young boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like, when did your parents tell you? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. Oh, okay. I think I was probably like 10, 11, maybe, which I think was actually old compared to other kids. Actually, I think that they never really, like, flat out told me. I feel like I remember my dad being like, you know the Santa things, like... <laughs> <laughs> you know that's bullshit, right? Right. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can still, I remember my dad, he took us to Home Depot. I don't remember why we went to Home Depot, but they, they had a McDonald's in there at the time, which was, I just remembered that. It was like an unlocked memory. Um, but he like, he took us and he bought us, Egg McMuffins and sat us down. And was like, so guys, I need to tell you about Santa. <laughs> Did you already know, uh, or have an inclination? I had it. I yeah, I was starting to kind of suspect. Um, and uh, yeah, but you know, it's like we still had a younger sister, so my dad's just like, you know, let's 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 keep the the charade for your sister. <laughs> um. Yeah, and that went on for another few There's years. There's no way your dad said Sherrod. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, I don't remember why I got that <laughs> string of thought. But anyway. Um, oh, because Santa going down on his mom. Right. Oh, yeah. So it's like at some point you presume that his parents said, okay, guys, so here's the deal. Santa Claus isn't real. Um, you think it would have put two and two together. Yeah. 
It's like, okay, so that wasn't Santa Claus going down on my mom. Like, it still can be jarring to watch your dad go down on your mom. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> I think that would stick with me for a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not to the point where you would go out on Christmas Eve and kill people. Right. Um, Dressed as Santa Claus. Right. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good movie. It As far as, you know, films made in that era, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very... In that vein, I mean, it's it's it fits in well with other movies of that time. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, movies like Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween, movies that we still enjoy forty years later. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't think it's the same caliber. No, it's definitely not. But it's it's still enjoyable, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are my thoughts. Yep, yeah, I agree with everything said, and it's on Shutter. So you know, there you go. Yeah, well, you know. It's tradition, so. <laughs> um, anything else? No, I don't think so. I think we covered everything. All right. Um, I'll give it a seven. I'm torn between six and seven. Go with your heart, bro. <sighs> All right, I'll go seven. Okay. All right, so that leads us into the newer film. Uh, it actually came out last year, um, but we're just now getting around to it. It just recently came out on VOD. Right, yeah, it was only in th- limited theaters mm-hmm. for however long. And then I think it actually, well, did it come out on v- VOD recently? I thought so. Well, not. I mean, this year. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking like maybe earlier this year it came out. Um, yeah, I, I don't know exactly when, but yeah, doesn't matter. It was this summer. But anyway, uh, so you yeah. know it was October, so not oh. that long ago. All right. Um, anyway, so this is the mean one. Remember that story about Cindy? You know who? When her Christmas was stolen, she knew what to do. Why, Santa Claus? Why? But what if I said that's not how it went down? Monster! You gonna be okay? Because we can turn around right now. No. My poor girl. Her mother was killed. Her mind snapped. Did you ever find the Christmas killer? Never got a reliable description of the man. go through another Christmas killer thing. Not again. Us folks down in Newville, we liked Christmas a lot. But that thing that lives just north of Newville does not. What is it? The mean one. He's slippery. He's elusive. He's a mean one, that mister. I'm not going to be a victim anymore. Time to roast this beast. You're a dead one, mister. All right, so the mean one. I think uh, Taylor mentioned earlier that this is a play on 
the Grinch. Uh, well, how the, how the Grinch told Christmas, specifically, since there are several Grinch stories at this point. Yep. Makes me, like, how many of them were actually written by Dr. Seuss? Because it seems like new books come out all the time. Are there new books? I didn't know that. I mean, maybe they already existed. I've just never seen them before, but... Yeah, it's like, um, I just saw this book this year that I'd never seen before. It was How the, how the Grinch Lost Christmas. The hell does that mean? I don't fuck if I know. How do you lose Christmas? Well, maybe that's where the song is about. It's like, where are you, Christmas? It's because they lost it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or it's like a contest. Like, I win Christmas. Mm, yes. And the Grinch lost Christmas. Whoever bought the best gift wins Christmas. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> or is it whoever get, gets the gift, best gift? It seems mm. like that would be a better outcome. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. But yes, so the Grinch uh, is still, like the, the copyright on the Grinch is still, it's got a, Dr. Seuss's estate has a death grip on anything Seuss, um, including the rights to the Grinch. So you are not legally allowed, and they will not give you the rights unless they're getting a piece of it to, to make anything Grinch related or anything really Dr. Seuss related. Um, so, like Taylor mentioned, for legal purposes, this is not the Grinch. They do make allusions to it a couple times, but never actually say the word Grinch. I'm surprised they were able to get the likeness. Well, I mean, they probably didn't get, but I'm surprised they used the likeness. I suppose it's different enough. that It must be. Um, it sure looks a lot like the Jim Carrey Grinch. Well, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely a, a, a cheaper version of it. <clears throat> um. But yeah, everything is in this has changed. Um, like Whoville has changed to Newville. Yep. Cindy, you know who? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, and, you know, the characters that I think were actually established in the Jim Carrey movie, they are they exist in this, but they, again, have different names, if I, if I remember right. I actually seen the Jim Carrey movie in a, in a really long time. I thought Cindy was the only carry over from any other I could be wrong but I mean these seem like well this is a pretty abbreviated list but anyway um so this uh stars some people that you've likely never seen before yeah uh although the the Grinch character the mean one the mean please. one <laughs> is played by David Howard Thornton DHT of Art the Clown fame so um, friend uh, of the podcast, right? <laughs> we met him once. Yeah. Um, he took uh, a photo with us, honked his horn at us. Yep, honked our horns. <laughs> um, uh, be, again, he just he kind of disappears behind the makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've I've watched the videos, or I guess. Well, yeah, a couple of different videos of him getting the Art the Clown makeup on. And it's like, it's him, it's him, it's him. And then it's Art the Clown. It's like, what happened? Yeah. Just suddenly he disappears. Suddenly he's Carl Havoc. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> I'm going to rip the head off. <laughs> That's the new bit. I ripped the head off. <laughs> the new prank is there's a man inside. I guess that could work. I'm not going to do it. 
I'm gonna rip the gen off. It kills. <laughs> I don't want to be around anymore. I mean, like, you don't want to be alive? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, Just do it, shit on me. <laughs> we did too much. You think DHT ever has that? Like in this, he went on set, he's like, there's too much fucking shit on me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't know where they filmed this, um, but it was like sunny. Like, it didn't really look like winter at any point. Yeah, it felt kind of Colorado y to me. Yeah, I mean, like the you know, mountains and stuff. Yeah, Newville is located in like a valley mm-hmm. surrounded by mountains, and of course, you got you know Mount Crumpet in the background. But for legal purposes, it's not. Named Mount, Mount Trumpet. Trumpet. Um, Wait, they do name it, don't they? Doesn't it call it something? Wasn't the, the website? Didn't the website call it something? I don't know. <sighs> I thought it said something about like the Newville Mountains or something like that. Oh, uh, maybe. Um. Anyway, so uh, so we open up. It's uh, it's Christmas Eve, and and this is all like the narrator is. Speaking in a very Susian tone, uh, just like you know, rhyming, um, and uh, saying, you know, it sounds like he's doing a uh, Morgan Freeman impression. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway, so yeah, we see it's 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 a story we're familiar with. It's it's the it's the Grinch, basically, little Cindy Lou. No, Cindy, you know who, yes, just so let's say little Cindy. Comes down the stairs and she sees who she thinks is Santa. Um, and though we never see him, you see his face, we know it's it's the mean one. <laughs> and she goes up to him and, you know, it's, again, it's like, why, Santa? Why? Um, why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? It, there's a lot of, like, lines taken from... Yeah, the the book and and the <clears throat> the original like animation uh, film, the the, the Hanna Barbera film, um, and um, or no, it's I guess that wasn't Hanna Barbera, was it? I don't think so. I can't remember. Um. Anyway, and uh, so it's it starts out and it says you know, um, oh you know we all know the story that you know. Cindy you know, showed him kindness, and you know the, the Grinch's heart grew three times that day, and everything was bright and right in the world. And the narrator says, "But that's not how the story actually went." Uh, we see Cindy Lou or Cindy. Um, you know, she's she's talking with the with the Grinch, and he kind of pats her on her head, and she tries to take off. But that's when her mom comes in and says, "You know, Cindy, get away from that monster!" And she starts beating him with something. Some kind of Christmas vase or something, yeah. Um, and uh, I don't think we actually see what becomes of that, do we? At, like at least at this point, I don't. I think we do. Do we? <coughs> I think so. Okay. Well, hopefully this isn't a spoiler. Um, we do see that Cindy's mom 
is knocked down and she gets a spike through the neck. What, what was that thing? It looked like a nail, but I, I couldn't tell where it was from. I have from. no idea why that was there. But yeah, he uh, turns to leave and he hits her with a sack. See, I th- she's beating him and beating him. She's beating him off. <laughs> and he like pushes her away and then turns. Mm. Was that not revealed at the end? That part might have been. Okay. Well, spoiler alert. <laughs> After the fact. Um, <clears throat> so we jump ahead, what, 20 years? Uh, I think it's more than that. No, 20 years. Oh, okay. Um, nice round number. <laughs> it wouldn't be like 23 years. That'd right. just be dumb. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. So, so horrified, Cindy's mother attempts to fight him off, but she's pushed and her neck is pierced by a nail, killing her. Before the creature escapes, Cindy calls him a monster. And prior to that, she thought he was Santa. Uh, 20 years later, um, her and her dad um, are, they come back to Newville. So at some point in her childhood, after this thing that happened, they left town. And now, on the advice of her shrink, she is coming back to Newville to kind of face her demons. Well, they come back into town, and, you know, it's it's Christmas time, obviously, and um, they find the entire town is devoid of anything Christmas. Um, like, you can't, you, like, nobody's decorated the houses, and stores don't sell Christmas decorations. Um, and you find out, like, or like you know, uh, Cindy's dad says, the, the store has no Christmas decorations. They say nobody buys them. <coughs> So, we all, we have to assume that this is related to the mean one. Right. Um, Let's see. I'm going to try and eliminate things that aren't important. Um, She meets the sheriff, or I guess she meets the sheriff deputy first, um, right? She, She doesn't meet the sheriff yet, right? Uh, yeah, because he pulls them over. The yes. Sheriff deputy pulls them over, yeah. and they've got you, you've seen them like the reindeer antlers that go on the side, you know, on the windows of the car, and you know the little red nose that goes in the front. Um, he pulls them over and says, "It's city or, city ordinance. You can't have these on the car. It's too distracting." And, it, and immediately, you know, they're Cindy and her dad are just like, "Seriously?" <laughs> um, so. That does that kind of sets the 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 tone, um, and uh, let's see. Um, uh, yeah. So she she um, later on she meets the sheriff, who was the sheriff, or I guess maybe an officer, maybe not sheriff yet, but at the time she was a kid. He was the one who like took her statement, had her, you know, describe who she saw, um, and you know, of course she's reporting you know a furry green thing dressed as Santa, that gets dismissed pretty quickly. Yeah, and they find a green ski mask. Right. <clears throat> um, but you know she meets this the sheriff again, and um, he uh, 
basically just you know, dismisses or you know, continues to just pretend that she didn't see what she thought she saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, okay, so yeah, her her they're back at their house. I think it's is it their old house or is it? I think so. Okay, that that's something I wasn't sure about. Uh, they find some Christmas decorations in, in like the attic or something, and they put them up around the house. Later on, she is doing something. She leaves the house for some some reason, and as soon as she walks out the door, the door or her dad gets attacked by something, mm-hmm. um, and then. Is ultimately killed with a was, it, was it like a fire poker through the eye, wasn't it? Or yeah, was it a fire poker? I think so. Okay, it looked like it to me. Yeah, I punched his eye out the back of his head. <laughs> um, went like through the window of the door. Yeah. Um, so now her dad's dead, and she's trying to you know again trying to tell tell the cops it was the same thing I saw, same thing I saw when I was a kid. Um, and again the you know the sheriff still dismisses her and doesn't believe her um and uh oh yeah and of course the being the Grinch he steals well let's just call him the Grinch <laughs> I'm, not, I'm like, not gonna do this anymore uh the Grinch steals all of her all of their Christmas decorations like he does in, yeah you, you, you he steals Christmas yeah you've seen you've That's seen the movie. it's what he does yeah it's what he's known for. It's in the title. It's his whole gimmick. <laughs> um, yeah, so so the mean might she kind of starts unraveling this town secret that like everybody knows that the Grinch is out there, like the, all the higher ups, but they're covering it up to prevent a panic, basically. Yeah. Um and uh when you find out that he's attracted by the, all the, the Christmas decorations, that's right. why nobody puts any up. Yeah. Um, and so after this, you know, now the Grinch has now killed both of her parents. She starts gearing up and we get this, you know, training montage where she goes from like, like hurting her, hurting her wrist from punching this little punch, the Grinch shaped punching bag that she made. Well, we got to talk about Doc. Oh, yeah. So she meets um, uh, Doc Zeus. <laughs> um, and uh, he's just the... He, he is basically the only other person in town who knows and will admit that the Grinch is out there. Right. So they kind of start working together on, on a plot to to draw him in and then and kill him so yeah we get this training montage where she goes from you know hurting her wrist punching a punching bag until and like she gets a gun and she's like just has no idea what she's doing and then by the end of this montage she's like like a fucking kickboxer and like this trained weapons expert it's like how long is this montage yeah it's like, you know, it says, you know, t- 10,000 hours to become an expert at something. Yeah. And she got very good very fast. 
Um, anyway. And so, yeah, I mean, they, they carry out several plans to try and catch the, the, the mean one and, you know, things don't necessarily work out. And, you know, eventually she brings on this detect, um, sheriff's deputy Burke, Burke. um, yeah, to to help out because he eventually sees the green one, right? The green one—that's a new name. The mean one. He is green too, though. Well, he is green. It works. <laughs> um, he he sees him too, right? Or is he just taking it on faith? I can't remember. I don't remember either because she posts she gets a picture of him, but it looks like a photo of Bigfoot. You know, it's all right. like blurry, and she's posting it around, and the sheriff's just like, "You can't be doing that." Yeah, and we've got this mayor in town who... Um, mayor McBean. <laughs> <laughs> she um, is very wor- worried about, obviously, the town's image and also her re-election campaign. Um, and so when um, Cindy's going around town putting up, have you seen me flyers, of, you know, her picture of the, of the Grinch, she's basically following behind her and tearing them down, and she calls the sheriff. So she's putting up flyers and, um, you know, being a pearl clutcher. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, you know, this is a new movie, so I don't want to spoil things, but um, yeah, they just kind of start putting together plans to try and take down the green one. Um, he did it again. Did I do it? <laughs> I think you're combining Grinch and Mean One. I guess so. Um, finding the, she put together plans to, to capture and kill the Grinch. Um, and then, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a twist, if you can call it that, at the end. Um, that, uh, and <laughs> it, it, it ends weirdly. Like, it's just, it's a weird ending. Yeah. Um, but, uh, anyway, that, that's, that's basically the gist of it. Like I said, I don't want to give away spoilers, but, uh, am I missing anything? Anything I should have mentioned? Um, I do like that the bar they go to is called Horton's. I didn't even catch that. (laughs) It was funny to me how much they managed to include, but just, just skirting anything. Yeah. Any, any, any properties, you know? Um, (laughs) there's this really funny part when she's talking to Doc and he's, you know, kind of the old Ralph of the whole thing where Mm. he's. He knows the backstory of everything. And he's like, yeah, they call him the good. And then the bartender's like, Finch. Yeah. Mr. Finch, phone call. Yeah. That happens, what, two or three times? Two or three times, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Got a robot over there? That's uh, alarms. Um, yeah, the, the look of the, the mean one is... Like I said, looks a lot like the Jim Carrey Grinch. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like if you look at Jim Carrey Grinch and like the Grinch from the book. Like maybe if you if you like look at the cartoon movie from what 66, I think is when it came out. There's some similarities between that and Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. But if you go back to like the book, little nothing alike. Yeah. Um and, uh, but yeah, so, but this Grinch 
is very clearly inspired by the Jim Carrey one. Yeah, the mannerisms too. Like a lot of the the way he moves and the faces he makes and stuff seem like he was inspired a lot by the, by Jim Carrey. Yeah, which I think David Howard Thornton has said that Jim Carrey's a pretty big influence on him, anyways. With, with you know, faces and voices and maybe not voices because David Howard Thornton doesn't talk in any of his roles. It was like he he was making noise, making noises, like yeah. grunts and stuff, and then he does. I think he laughs at one point, possibly. I mean, he actually does say a couple words at the end, um, or one or two, I think, words. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, but uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I was not really into this. I was not as into it as I had hoped. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I just, I heard, basically, the only people I saw saying this was a good movie were like, Terrifier shills. Mm. It's like, I, lo- I love Terrifier. I mean, I've been clear about that on the show, but not to the point where I'm just going to hype every single project that somebody in the film is involved with. Yeah. And this was just not, this is not hype. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's not bad. It's not like hard to sit through or anything. No. And I mean, I, so I was watching this last night after a very long Christmas day. So I was sitting there like, oh, God, I'm tired. <laughs> so that could have been part of it. I don't, I don't think it was, but you know, either way. I don't. I don't think being fully awake would have improved things. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was all put together pretty well. The acting was a little uneven. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, the the Grinch looked good. Um. Even like the CGI that you know they had like superimposed. It looked like it was probably like a real mountain town that they were using for like the the aerial shots, and then just imposing Mm -hmm. Mount Crump in the background, but, you know, Mount Crump, it looked pretty good. Um, The CGI squibs were not very well used. Those always look terrible. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I in most movies where it's a problem, my first complaint will always be the acting. And like we said, it was very inconsistent and kind of all over the place. Even with the same characters. Like sometimes a, a scene would be delivered really well and then another scene wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, there's a certain degree of responsibility on the director's part to make sure that's not happening. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of falls on, on the director's shoulders too. But no, I mean, like, there was a good movie in here somewhere. I just don't think they really delivered. I just think like so much of it was almost like a, um, not an action movie, but just, you know, like one of those movies where like Jennifer Lopez gets assaulted at the beginning of the movie and then she turns into a badass and by the end goes and beats the shit out of the guy or whatever. Yeah. It felt like one of those kind of movies and kind less of. like a horror like I could have seen, I could have gone with more uh, slasher st- style from the the mean one. Yeah, the body count's fairly low, and I feel like the majority of the kills are this one scene. Yeah, in the restaurant. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah. I could have spread it out a little more. I do. Yeah, I, I do think they really sold this as like a slasher movie, which 
It, Not really, really. it isn't really. Um, it would have been much better if it was. Yeah, like get some more creative kills, right. you know, Christmas themed and however Grinch themed it could be. But right, there's little Grinch puns thrown in there. Like at one point, you know, Cindy says it's time to roast this beast, and right. Um, but I could have gone with more. I thought. Um, I thought a little like the references. Yeah. Eh. I was. The good ones. The Doc Zeus was a little heavy-handed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think there there were times when they were like just like directly quoting um, lines from the book, mm-hmm. or actually from from the movie even more. It's like things weren't even in the book. Yeah. Like at the end, well, whatever. At the end, you, know, you pretty much can expect from their first meeting that Cindy and, and, and Burke are going to get together. So at the end, they're at some like Christmas festival thing. And you know, they're, they're kissing under the mistletoe and he says, Yahoo Dory. Yeah. Which obviously is not in the book <laughs> that was in. Is, is it, did they sing that song in the Jim Carrey one? I can't remember. Yeah, they do. Okay. Um, so, Anyway, I mean, they took references from all the available Grinch mm-hmm. properties. Um, but yeah, there were there were times that just like it seemed a little awkward. I feel like it could have been maybe better utilized. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, it's just I don't know. The fact that I was kind of expecting more of a slasher, and it's not really what it was. It was more of just like a revenge movie, which I've never really been all that big on. Um, but not, not in a way like I spit on your grave where it's like gory and violent revenge. Like which would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's yeah. And just, you know, that combined the kind of the, the weak story combined with the inconsistent acting. It was just like, like I said, I think there's a good story in there. Like, I like the, you know, like the mean one has been up on his mountain for however many years, and now all of a sudden he's back because Cindy Lou brought back the Christmas decorations and stuff. I kind of like that aspect of it, uh-huh. you know? Um, but I, th- I think that, that could have been done better because, like I said, then you could have had more kills going on where, you know, Cindy is, you know, putting up decorations somewhere or something, and he's like a step behind her the whole way, something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like the whole training montage was just very out of place. Yeah. yeah. It made it feel more kind of action-y and, mm-hmm. and, and revenge-y than maybe what they were going for. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there, there were things they could have done differently that would have greatly improved us. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just what they did do. I w- wasn't really having a great time with it. Yeah. But again, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was, you know, painful to sit through. I didn't think it was boring. Right. Yeah. I guess it was more just disappointment. Yeah. I wanted it to be better. That's fair. So, um, anything, anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I think there was just, there wasn't a lot for me in this one. I was, I, I really wish I would have enjoyed more. Just a lot of it was kind of like, 
at a certain point, it's like I'm only watching this because I have to. Yeah. And that's that's never good. <laughs> I should at least be willing to sit through the movie, you know? Um, I got three. Oof. Um, I'm going to give it a five. All right. Like I said, I didn't think it was it was hard to watch, but it um, definitely could have been improved. Well, to each their own. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be the end of this episode and the end of the year for us. That's right. Um, so this was our 10th year. Um, actually, I guess we're in our 10th year, 10, 10th year currently. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been doing this show for 10 years. Yes. Uh, you know, that was back in October and... <clears throat> You know, we're still going, still still trucking along. Yep, no plans to stop. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, thanks again for for another good year. Um of you know I mean we don't get a lot of engagement, which is fine. We we're not really seeking it out, but um those of you who do listen, um we really appreciate your pat- pat- patronage. Yeah. Um and um yeah, hope you guys all had, you know, happy holidays and you have a great new year. Um, yeah. Yep. Anything to add? Not really, no. Okay. You pretty much said it all. Um, anyway, but uh, we'll be back again in the new year. Yep. With our, where you're kicking off uh, 2024 with a, with a brand spanking new episode, as we do. Yep. It's nothing new. I mean, we always do have new episodes. Yeah. <laughs> We don't do old episodes. I don't think we, we've never repeated an episode, right? Like we didn't like we never put out an old episode. We just skipped. We just skipped. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of shows do that. I mean, I guess those are. I don't shows. like it. No, it, it's it's cheap. Is yeah, there, it's like I would rather just like oh we're not doing a show this week. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Because when you just be like you know re-air or whatever classic, whatever you want to call it, yeah. I don't listen again. No. And I get irritated, like, if I start an episode. And you're like, like I've wait, heard this before. I've heard this before. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, most of the podcasts I can think of that I, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore, but the ones I would typically listen to consistently, they've all done it mm-hmm. at one point or another. And we, we never have. I don't think we ever will. Of course, a lot of these podcasts, they have, like, sponsors and, and you know, they need to meet. That's true. Yeah, listening that. numbers and stuff. and you know, down meet meet download quotas and stuff like that. So luckily we're not beholden to any of that. Nope. We're in business for ourselves. Um so yeah, you'll always get quality new content content from us, just on a less consistent basis. That's right. <laughs> um okay, but uh yeah, we will be back with a brand new episode in a couple of weeks. Taylor, what are we gonna be talking about? Uh, we're gonna be talking about these zombie comedy as we know it, as well as the Jake Busey vehicle pig killer oh man <laughs> i almost picked that did you yeah <laughs> um yeah taylor changed his movie last minute so yeah it turns out the movie that i had on the list won't be out by then so it's funny it was another zombie comedy movie <laughs> yeah they would have gone well together oh well say lovey because i'm not picking a new movie it took me long enough to figure out that one um and uh yeah so we'll be uh 
bringing that to you soon, guys. But in the meantime, where can people find us? Find us at graveplotpodcast.com. Know the. As well as uh, social media, we're at Grave Plot Podcast on most things. You can also rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating. Put something in the text box. Doesn't matter what it is. We're not going to read it, but Apple and them, they tend to give a little more weight to it. Just put, you know, um, your favorite holiday cocktail. I don't know. Sure. Uh, also, make sure you check out GreatPlotFilmFest.com. Like I said, February 3rd at Arc Lodge Cinemas. It's going to be a good time. Four hours worth of short horror films from around the world. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Patreon.com slash Podcast if you like what we do and you want to help contribute to the show monetarily and get some extra bonus content. Bring money. Money spending's good. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. Until then, I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little jolly inside. Down in the workshop, all the elves are making toys for the good Gentile girls and the good Gentile boys. When the boss busted in, nearly scared him half to death. Had a rifle in his hands and cheap whiskey on his breath. From his beard to his boots, he was covered with ammo. Like a big fat drunk, disgruntled, yuletide Rambo. And he smiled as he said, with a twinkle in his eye, Merry Christmas to all, now you're all gonna die. The night Santa went crazy. The workshop is gone now He decided to bomb it Everywhere you'll find pieces Of Cupid and Comet And he tied up his helpers And he held the elves hostage And